Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is Dom C for Domcast episode 108. Uh, this is Dommy Coffee Bean right now because I we've been at work, dude, getting this restaurant set up, and I'm fucking caffeinated the fuck out, dude. No one knows shit. You you think cocaine's good? Do you think fucking Adderall's good? You have no shit about good espresso, dude. You have no fucking clue. Uh, there's a lot of things I want to talk about, but hey, I want to start off with this story because I meant to talk about it a couple weeks ago, but i just been having people on because social distancing and shit, so we just made sure we we're six feet away from each other at this uh, circle table. So we were social distancing. Distancing hard as fuck, dude. And you have no clue about that at all, right? Well, this story, though, is about Lederhosen and uh, Christmas time, right? So and this is why I'm not a singer, okay? Because I think I, I think my I think my true passion was to be a singer. But when I was like in third grade, we were doing the Christmas. We were doing the Christmas thing uh, where you, everyone sings Christmas carols. And then they do like the little uh, the manger and you get someone to dress up as Mary and Joseph, which is weird because like in third grade, maybe they use like the fifth graders to be Mary and Joseph. And then they got like a, a kindergarten kid to be like in the manger or whatever. But uh, they split us off so we could all sing songs. Right. Well, it, we they were taking a pretty they were taking a pretty intense and they wanted the costumes to be all legit. And I, I, I'm thinking it was Silent Night was one of the songs I was supposed to do a solo in, right? So I was super pumped because the kids had to audition, even though, you know, nowadays everyone everyone wins a fucking trophy. So when you're in third grade, there was no auditions for a singing part. But back in the day at a Baptist private school, oh, there was first place, second place, all the way to last place because, you know, that's just how life rolled, right? So I, I won the part, A Silent Night, and I was super pumped because I was like, hell yeah, like... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have my own solo in silent light. Uh, but make just so you know, the part I was going to do is actually a female part. But my voice is super high because my, my fucking cajones haven't dropped yet. But I still, I beat out, I even beat out chicks. So if, this, if you were in third grade in 2020, besides the fact you wouldn't be in school right now because of COVID-19, uh, straight up, you could not audition against chicks, dude, and then win as a man. But that's what the fuck I did. So all you feminists out there and people are like, well, I, I changed my gender. You know, the dudes that will be like, well, identify as a female and then win the weightlifting. That's what I did, though, with my voice because I had a voice of a fucking angel in third grade, okay? Now... The clinker was, okay, now Silent Night was written by Franz, Franz Xavier Gruber, all right? And the lyrics were by Joseph Moore. And they're from a town that doesn't even fucking make sense, Oberdenhof by Stolzberg, Austria, okay? Don't know why we were doing that in third grade in a private school, but make most make no mistake we were, and that's fine, right? So the one, the one thing was... If you're in Austria, because I swear to God, it, until I just looked this up again about who wrote it, they told us it was done in Germany. So I don't know what that's all about, but they told us it was like German songwriters in America, but apparently they were lying because Wikipedia just told me that five minutes before I fucking turned this uh, record button on, right? Now, one of the things was part of the costumes is you had to dress up, and one of the costume was you had to wear Lederhosen, okay? Now, Lederhosen... Lederhosen, if you don't know, is pantyhose for men, okay? It kind of looks like a Santa's elves, it just 86, the weird shoes. That's what Lederhosen looks like. And sometimes I guess you could wear like a little Scottish skirt over it or whatnot, but they wanted me to dress up in Lederhosen in third grade. Uh, even though I was play, uh, playing a female part, my dad had no part of that. He was like, uh-uh, you're not going to dress my third, my third grade man up 
in Lederhosen, right? And he fought it so hard. He said he's either going to do this thing in Levi's and fucking New Balance like a damn American or he's not going to sing at all. Okay, because he thought if I was wearing Lederhosen in third grade, I was going to grow up gay. Okay, uh, even though I was singing a female part. Guess what, though? Guess what? Didn't grow up gay. Also, never got to sing that part. Also, musical dreams went down the toilet. Okay, so that's how I want to start this podcast off with is how is, is why I'm not a professional singer and I'm doing a podcast because uh, my dad made sure I didn't wear Lederhosen in third grade. Okay, so that's how we're going to start this off. Now, one thing I want to talk about today, uh, the main thing I want to talk about today, restaurants in 2020. All right. Now, when you're, you're starting restaurants in 2020, people are freaking out right now because we could do like 25 percent occupancy and people think that's fucking mad, dude. They're like, we haven't even peaked yet, blah, blah, blah. We don't know. Okay, we don't know shit about COVID-19. COVID-19 could be catfishing us all for all we know. China could just be catfishing us with COVID-19. We don't fucking know, all right? I do know, though, that Fauci, people are getting exposed now, all right? And you could watch CNN and Fox News all day, 24-7, and scare yourself. But people need to get out because China wants this economy to tank so they could be number one but you got to remember china needs to step the fuck back and remember america is number one in fucking everything and if we got to do another world war we'll be back to back to back world war champs dude okay so you cannot take our economy down dude because we're coming after all you eastern hemis for even trying this right now so we're opening up in texas at least and we're getting our economy rolling okay we're getting our economy rolling so we're opening up restaurants and there's a lot of things you got to do to open up a restaurant in 2020. And at first it's like, okay, we have to do brand new steps of service because everyone's so used to, you know, the old ways of doing things. But now it's like, we got gloves on. We got to wear masks. Like your server's got to wear a mask. There's got to be nothing on the table. Everything's got to be hand sanitized. We got gloves on like crazy. Uh, we got white and black ones. I like the black ones because they match my uniform a little better though. Now I'm looking for a black mask so I could really just... You know, because I don't know how long this is going to last. So I want to kind of get like one of those ninja ones because that looks dope. Around, you know, around my crib, I'll just wear like a regular one. But I want a ninja mask because ever since I was a kid, ninjas have been cool. And I don't know. There's probably ninjas still among us, but we don't know that, though. At least we don't know where they're at because they're ninjas, obviously. So I want one of those masks, though, because if I'm going to be dressed like this in a full like quarantine style while I'm serving quails and pork chops to rich people, dude. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look fucking good. I'm gonna look real good. All right, Dami Bahama's gonna look good. Dami Coffee Bean, whatever. When I go in the back though, and I take that mask off and I'm sipping espresso, I'm gonna come back out there with a ninja mask on, and you're gonna be like, "How the fuck is this guy looking so slick with this half a man bun?" Okay, I'm rocking the John Snow's like what I like to call it right now, but I've never been on the wall. And you know what? Could you imagine? Oh, I can't even think about that right now though. That's a whole other subject. But you got to think about this. So we're trying to get all the steps of service together. And we're having to create this new model of, you know, and our steps of service that fall in the guidelines of Texas. And everyone was kind of getting stressed out about, okay, how how do we do this? And everyone just started starting from scratch. And I was like, hey, guys, you know, we're not trying to you're just trying to reinvent the wheel like this has been done. You have to look at countries that have already been doing this for years. You know, you look at and that's why you got to look at Japan. You got to look at Japan and you got to go, okay, these people have been doing it. They wear masks. And think about this, even in America, you know, Asian restaurants, even shitty Chinese buffets will have hand sanitizer right when you walk in. 
Okay, but let's say this is a nicer sushi restaurant. Let's say it's a Japanese and it's an American pre-COVID. When you walked in, you had you had hand sanitizer at the front. They say, say, and then they they walk you with disposable menus to the table. You sit down. You got individual bottled waters so no one's touching and pouring the water. Your utensils are wrapped up. You know, they're not exposed. They, they have a social distance. The server is not over there chatting your ear off, you know. And so, you know, I, I haven't never been to a sushi place where they wear a mask, but I think that's why they just try not to talk to you and then they walk away as fast as they can. Most likely. That's what I'm thinking. Or they're probably scared still that we dropped two fucking nuclear bombs on them, even though I don't think we should have dropped the second one on them. They would have been good with the first one. But Truman, uh, Harry Truman was just trying to show Russia what the fuck is up. Okay. That's what he was trying to do. So I really feel bad that we dropped the second one on him, but I think they're still scared of that. That's probably why they just walk away from the table after they drop off your California roll. And also the fact that we massacred their food and uh, turned their their sushi that you should eat nigiri-style straight-up fish, and they'd start calling it California rolls and Monterey rolls and Mexico City rolls and whatever, your grandma's asshole roll. And... We kind of butchered their cuisine on that, but still the things they do. I mean, how clean is a Japanese? If you walk into a sushi joint, it's so clean. You got raw fish sitting there on a sushi bar, right? Some of the highest levels of sanitation. And then I'll talk about, and if you talk about in Japan, oh, get out of town, dude. Get out of town. You could eat, you could eat right off, right off the table. And this, some of these things like wearing the masks all the time, this is going to stick now, especially in big cities, even after this whole COVID-19 thing's over, because people in Japan, they're, they're just very considerate of their fellow man. So they're like, you know what, even if they just get like the common cold, they'll wear a mask because they don't want to spread it to their fellow man. But they're also more united than we are because in America, it's like everyone thinks it's red fucking versus blue or black versus white. But the COVID kind of brought some people together and they're like, okay, we're all just human beings. And I know I know that on here, obviously, uh, my politics when I'm talking can lean to the right. But make no mistake, my dick leans to the left. But in reality, I'm more in the center. And I think the most sensible people are the people in the center. If you have already like chosen a side, uh, blue or red, how like I can't have a conversation with you because it's almost like you're defending a religion, which in reality, you're just it's the same team with two colored flags and they got to do that. So we're fighted. You know, we're, we're fighting and we've been fighting each other for a long time, but the Japanese and that's why we're not considerate and that's why I, People will fucking sneeze on each other in like a bus stop because they don't give a fuck about their fellow man. But hopefully this brings us together where some people will get considerate. So, you know, if you got strep throat or you're coughing, even post-COVID, maybe you'll uh, wear a mask in an HGB just because, you know, you don't want to get your fellow Puerto Rican sick or you might be a white guy and you don't want to, you know, get a, like you might be Irish, but you don't want to get a Polak sick. So you just want you got to figure out those boundaries. And I think that's that's one thing that's going to stick in American culture after this whole thing's done. But opening up the restaurants at 25% capacity at first, people are people want to go out, though. That's our thing. Like, in America, we work fucking hard, dude. I mean, we don't work as hard as, like, like we're jumping out of Amazon buildings and whatnot. Like, these poor people in, like, China where they basically have... Uh, what do they call them? Trampolines and shit at the bottom of the buildings. So many people are jumping out the window because they're like 13 years old working 
you know, 18 hour days or, or whatever it is for like 29 cents. But we work hard, but we like to play hard. And when we play hard, dude, we go out. We go out and we fucking love it, dude. We fucking love it and we get it and we love it. So uh, I think the second they start opening up the floodgates, people are going to go out. And you know what? I don't really don't think, honestly, I really don't think. Oh, it's just, oh, this is Joe. This is Jonas, dude. Everyone's fucking favorite. Uh, you know, he's always in the podcast. Jonas, what's going on, man? Hey. Here. Uh, uh, hey, hey, Jonas, you're on, you're on speakerphone, and I'm recording right now. Just so you know. Heart will go on. Here, I'll give you a call when I'm done. Okay? Okay. All right. Watch. I guarantee you this fucking, this fucking Pinto Bean's going to call me back in like two seconds. Anyways, so, you know, we like to play hard, dude. So when they open up the floodgates, people are going to go out there, and it's going to be wild. You know, it's going to be wild. Uh, but they're still going to have these signs up. They're going to have these signs up. People are going to have to still wear them. And it's crazy to me that you could, back in the day, if you walked into a gas station with a mask on, oh, they'll fucking pull a shotgun on you and tell you to fucking leave. And now if you walk, I saw this, you walk into a gas station without a mask on, they'll pull a shotgun on you and be like, you get the fuck out of here, you unmasked son of a bitch. I, I saw people with red flags and blue flags in the same aisle getting dairy products together like this shit's wild bro i thought pokemon go was bringing people together i think this is bringing i mean this is bringing the bloods and the crips together this is bringing the team rocket together this is this is it dude this is awesome that it's happening in america for people to like look at holy shit no one's safe you know uh, <laughs> damn it i'm not gonna say that sometimes when i'm talking right now it feels like it's just one long like long run-on sentence but that's fine okay and it's almost like shakespeare you gotta know you gotta he knew the rules of the english language and that's why i broke them and that's also why i can't spell and all my hashtags on instagram are fucked up also follow me at in, on Instagram at she tastes like Texas, and uh, you could you could see her boy because my feed was it was more entertaining than most shit that was on TV during the fucking quarantine. All right, and the quarantine. Oh my god, uh, I drank more beers. I wish I had a quarantine count. I wish I had like an empty. Well, it would have taken more than one jar, so I could just kept the tops of every beer I had during quarantine and count them because I think I broke a world record. I think I did. Uh, and it was, it was great. You know, I've been working for 15 years straight and to get 40 days off in a row. I slept for two weeks straight. Fucking loved it. Fucking loved it. Okay. Oh, hold on. Let me get some more of this coffee real quick. Mm. Oh, <coughs> wrong pipe. Oh, wrong pipe, man. It, it feels so good though to get back in the restaurant and drink some good ass espresso, man, because what I got here, no disrespect to H-E-B because we love you and you're not just an American company, but you're a Texas company. Uh, I don't know if I love your French blend as much as this uh, like this shit right here. I'm not going to say the company that we get. And guess what? It's not Italian, but it almost tastes as good as Italian. Okay. And uh, my heart will go on with Italy. I love how Jonas calls right now during this. And he starts singing the song from the last episode. Now, last episode, the quarantine special, I thought Jonas and my boy Philzy knew each other. 100% didn't know each other at all. Okay? Did not know each other at all. So that was just a psychological dumpster fire that went down 
after like two days of binge drinking, and and that's fine. That's fine. I didn't know if I wanted to put it out, but I said, guess what? People want to have content, so I put it out there. Uh, another thing I was thinking about today was this is something I used to do back in the day, which I think now post-COVID, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't think we're going to be able to do. But when I was growing up, like talking about my dad, I know I'm talking about my dad a lot right now. So basically, he kept me straight from making me not wear lederhosen. And he also ruined my my dreams of being a singer in the third grade, though. But he did keep me straight. But he used to do this uh, to my family members that live up north. They live up there in Detroit, in Detroit, Michigan, actually Dearborn, uh, Michigan Avenue and Telegraph. If you know what I'm talking about, 45th and Telegraph, you know what I'm talking about. And there are a bunch of Italians up there. Now I think there's a bunch of Lebanese and stuff, but that's fine. Do a good food, good culture. Uh, I, I used, yeah, you know about the Persian and all that shit, so I don't want to talk about that. And if you're a new listener, you can go back. I used to be with the Persian, and that was a bad idea when we were, you know, at, I should have just turned on CNN and saw the shit that was going on with Iran and been like, fuck, I just need to get this over with now because, you know, I, I can't risk this. So. Shout out if you're dating a Russian, an Iranian, or a Chinese right now. Just know that we're probably going to go to war with them soon. So just break up with them right now. And if you're married, I just recommend getting the divorce over now uh, and see if you can. And if you're a guy, see if you can keep as much as you possibly can. Okay. And if you're a female and, and your your husband, your boyfriend is Chinese, Iranian, or if your boyfriend is Chinese, Iranian, or Russian, uh, I, I say straight up, also just ask for a divorce. Okay. And and go pawn the wedding ring, girl. Pawn the pawn the pawn it. Do the pawn the river. I think it was an elephant man. So my dad used to do this thing with my cousins up there when he moved down in Texas, because we we used two dogs, one named Tootsie and one named Candy, and we both got to name those dogs when we were kids. So I'm pretty sure that's why he made me not wear lederhosen, because he's like, holy shit. My two boys right now, he ended up having three boys, but he goes, holy shit, my boys have to be gay because they just named their dogs. Uh, Candy and Tootsie So that's probably why I didn't wear the lederhosen And why I'm not a singer But it's okay It's okay So I had Candy and Tootsie in, uh, On the weekends We would have to go clean the dog poop from the backyard And we'd throw in the little H-E-B bags You know, we'd rake it up And then we'd get the dog poop And then sometimes Because of my neighbor Shout out, shout out to my boy Derek uh, We would throw it over the fence Because he also had to clean the dog poop up What we thought was funny Because he'd be like How is my one dog shitting this much? And really, he wasn't. It was just my brother and I were just getting angsty with it and throwing it over the fence. So that was awesome. But my dad would always say, hey, get the super, like, the really white-looking ones, like the ones that were out in the sun way too long. Like, like the shit would just turn white. And just FYI, if you're a human being and your shit's, like, clay to white color, your liver it is probably failing. So get that checked out, okay? Just get that checked out. Uh, that's Dr. Dami coffee bean to you. So he would say, save the super white ones. And what he would do is he get boxes, right? He would get boxes. And then he, first he would send something like an old, like they love the Detroit Red Wings or something. And so down here in Texas, you know, they would send, he would send clippings or whatever uh, of sports ads and, and, and cards he would pull to my cousins up there. And, and then he would, every once in a while, he'd pack up dog shit and then he would fucking ship it to Detroit. So they would get one package, you know, the day before. And then he'd mail the, ne- the one a day later. So they get the first package and be like, oh, this is awesome. Cool, cool shit from Texas. Uh, cool clippings about things from Detroit. And then the next day they open it up and it'd be white dog shit from Tootsie and Candy. 
and it was awesome. And then so my cousin, I got a cousin uh, Lee up there, and he he took it to the next level. So w- whenever the Red Wings won the Stanley Cup, I think in 1998, that was a good one. That was a good one. In 1998, you know, usually anytime the Red Wings were doing good or won because they have hockey town up there that only sold hockey shit. Uh, they would send down, you know, care packages. So it was right after the Stanley Cup. And so and so my dad gets this big box, dude, a big box. And he's like, dude, he even gathers around. He's like, your cousins, your cousins from Detroit just sent us new T-shirts. They probably probably got the newspaper. Red Wings are the fucking Stanley Cup champs and everything. Dude, my cousin sent fresh shit. Okay, fresh now, I don't know how that got through and got shipped all the way down to Texas from Detroit, but it did. You know, you, could, you couldn't really smell the fucking white dog shit ones because I think the sun and the UV rays just, you know, it killed all the fucking shit in it. But a fresh shit. Now, I'm thinking nowadays, like, I can't even go to the airport without taking my boots on and off 27 fucking times, right? Now, and also, don't wear boots if you go to the airport, all right? But... It is what it is. I'm texting, and every time I go to the airport, I do it. And also, I don't go through the the body scanners. I tell them to pat me down because maybe Dami Bahama likes to get fucking groped by a security guard ever since I listened to Lil Wayne's uh, Mrs. Officer. But it's never the hot. It's never the hot police officers that pat you down. It's always like some guy who just gets done fucking licking a glazed donut and then just shoves his hands right on your crotch. And he's like, you got a piece on you? And like, nah, that's just my fucking smash bean, baby. And then they go, okay, you're good. And then you walk through the line. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I'm trying to keep my civil liberties here by not walking through a body scanner and letting an old fucking officer just grab my junk. Okay. But secretly like it too. And I don't think you could get dog shit through security anymore maybe this all happened after the anthrax thing maybe that because everyone was shipping weird shit in the mail but i don't think you could do that anymore and i was thinking about that because my dad was crazy dude he was crazy in the in the dopest way though like i I don't know how you would think of that and as kids we thought it was hilarious he was like oh my god he was like we're gonna get this box we put christmas wrap on it he'd send him christmas presents but best believe like two of them were, were dog shit So, I don't know. You'd probably... Is that an act of terrorism now? Because, I mean, you can always just go leave dog shit on someone's doorstep. But now everyone's got cameras and stuff. But that could quite possibly be an act of terrorism. Uh, Maybe it's a biological attack because it's shit. And, you know, it could get someone sick. uh, And then they might test your shit. And you got COVID in your shit. Then you're really fucked, kid. You're really fucked. But, you know... I'm not sure how it goes, but I just thought about that the other day because my dad did wild shit when we were growing up, man. And poor Tootsie and Candy. One time, Tootsie, I may have told this story on the podcast before, though, because we didn't have a lot of money. So we used to just turn a hose on and put it in a puddle of dirt or in, in a pile of dirt and just make a mud puddle. And then finally, my mom was like, can we just get them like a swimming pool? So they got us like a nice one that was like two two feet high, but it was one of the blow up ones. <laughs> We woke up one day and Tootsie chewed the fucking swimming pool up. Oh, my God. Tootsie chewed the swimming pool up. 
and it deflated and we didn't have a lot of money back then and my dad lost his shit and this is probably animal abuse now but he ran and he chased his dog around and my dad used to always wear these american flag boxers and i don't know what happened to my dad's ass I think he just lost it, or maybe you never had one. Maybe I get my ass from my mom. I don't fucking know. But he was running around the backyard, his ass cracked, just show it, and his his boxers fell on half halfway down with a fucking rake, trying to hit Tootsie with a rake. And if you know what Tootsie looked like, it was a mutt that was probably a chihuahua and a dachshund that were just crossbred with a fucking rat. That's what it looked like. It was the ugliest dog ever. This dog was also a female, and it would hump. This dog would hump like like a male dog will hump a leg. It would be cold and it doesn't get too cold in Texas, but we put like a blanket out in the, the little dog house we had for it. First, we built one with like plywood and then later we ended up getting like a plastic one. So we'd put like blankets in there so Tootsie and Candy could sleep in it. But we, uh, Tootsie, it would be like 30 something degrees outside. And you look out the bay windows and you look at the porch, the patio, and it would pull the fucking blanket out. Right. And this dog was spayed. OK. Female dog. No, no female genitalia in that. No, it was spayed and it would be in the wind. Fucking humping the blanket that was used to keep it warm in 30 degree, 30 degree weather and just humping it. I think I think my dog was a transsexual. I think Tootsie, the second we got it spayed, was like, well, then where the fuck's my... Now I'm a man, and they just acted like a male dog. I think that's what it was. I think that's what it was. Um, oh, for sure, that's how to be what it was. And then another thing was, see, my dad, I think, just kept trying so hard because in kindergarten, they asked what kind of animal I wanted to be, and I said a rainbow-colored eye-eye. And if you don't know what that is, an eye-eye is a really weird-looking, almost like a mar... I don't know if it's a marsupial. I don't. I really don't know what it is, but it kind of looks like a fucking tree rat thing, but really long fingers because it put its fingers of wood and stick it in and let the termites get on his fingers and then eat it. But I wanted a rainbow-colored one. And then when my teacher asked me what my dream car was in, like, first or second grade, I said I wanted it a teal-colored Jeep. Okay, and so I think by third grade, when they said punt leader hosing on, my dad was like, no, no, I don't know what you're doing at this private school. I'm paying y'all. You're supposed to be a Baptist private school. My kids over here wanting a rainbow colored I.I. and he wants a teal Jeep and uh, you're making them sing a woman's part. And and, you know, and we're not going to do the leader hosing. And I think he just put his foot down and that's and that's what it was. I think that's what it was. And that's fine. And I know I'm talking a lot about my dad right now, but hey, you just got to say my mom's a trooper. Because one time, I do aquariums and all that. You hear me talk a bunch of shit about fish. But when I was growing up, uh, we had a fish tank. And I don't know how my dad got a piranha, but he got, he, got, he got a legit piranha. And piranhas are only aggressive when they're in groups. So if you have by yourself, they're kind of like pussies, dude. And they're kind of like cholos because like a cholo is a pussy. But if he's got like 12 other cholos with them, they'll fuck some people up. That's kind of what piranhas are like. And we it died. And so my dad's like, well, what we're going to do is let's freeze them. I got a friend who, who can shellac it and we can make a trophy out of it, which is just how my dad, th you know, that's just how he thinks. Now, my mom growing up, she, you know, she is in a house with four men, three boys. And, you know, my my dad who back then when I think about it now is kind of out of his mind, we left the frozen piranha in the freezer for I don't know how long. 
So God bless that woman because she had to deal with so much. Uh, the fact that every time she went shopping or grocery shopping or she had to pull ice out of the freezer, there was a fucking frozen piranha sitting in a Ziploc bag just staring at her. I think one day she finally threw it out and my dad got mad and he never got mad at my mom like that or anything. He was just kind of like pissed, but she was also like, why did you keep a fucking frozen pir piranha in the freezer for a year and a half? Which, you know, is a pretty... Pretty logical question. You know, I don't know why you would, but he really wanted to slack it and put it on a wall because when you're poor, that's kind of baller. You know, it's kind of like, I don't have a trophy room, but I got a frozen fucking piranha. Okay. I might not have a big screen TV, but I got a fucking frozen piranha in, in the man cave or where all my baseball cards are at in the garage, you know? And he actually collected, he collected fucking hockey cards really, but she was a trooper. So I got a shout out to my mom. Also, uh, Dami, Dami Coffee Bean had to get a cold beer because his heart was going to explode because he had too much caffeine. So I got the trifecta. I got a bottle of water. I still got some espresso and I got a cold beer. So I got the Holy Trinity uh, to the left of me right now. But I got I to gotta put a cold beer in me so I could chill the fuck out. Now, growing up, though, when you have a lot of cousins and most of your family works in the in the restaurants, you know, you would have your grandparents. Well, your, my grandparents were always in the restaurant, so I was usually with my grandma, but that was on my mom's side of the family, and she's completely different. She's out of her mind in a different way. Like, she's 80-something right now with purple hair, and she's just, she's wild in her own way. But my Italian side of the family, dude, my aunt, sometimes we go to my aunt, my uncle's house, and they would have all my cousins there, my brothers, and it's like, when you have that many kids, and, you know, N64s aren't even out yet, or if they were, we didn't even know what the fuck they were. You have to do stuff to keep the kids occupied. And so my aunt, she would tell me to go lay outside in the backyard. And they used to actually have an electric fence because they had Rottweilers back then. And they had a little three Rottweilers. And one time I touched the electric fence because my cousin dared me to. And it was not fun. So never do that in real life. Kind of burned. Kind of just felt like a really, really hot wire. Live wire! And anyways, one day, um, I, I was pretty young. She just told me to lay out there in the middle of the yard and she put Cheetos all around me and she was like if you lay out here long enough and you don't move the birds will come down and you can and they're going to eat the Cheetos and you can pet a bird now I'm sitting there in the sun in the backyard for I don't know how long waiting for grackles not even good birds grackles to come down and eat Cheetos so I can pet a grackle but that's just shit you do when you're poor okay it's just what you do um, that, that's the way I grew up. So I don't know what all my other cousins were doing, but I was just in the backyard laying there. But you can get away with things like that back in the day. Like we used to have uh, airsoft guns and we would shoot each other with airsoft guns and they were not even colored. Like they looked like real guns. They were all black. And that was the cool thing about them. And you just get shot by them. Nowadays, even if you have a, a, a colored gun, you know, a policeman will shoot you. He'd be like, oh, you know, you got, a, you got a colored gun in your left hand. You go scratch your balls with your right, and the fucking cop's going to shoot you. That's just what it is now. And then your parents will probably go to jail for buying you a fucking airsoft gun. I don't even know if those are legal either anymore. It was different times. It was definitely different times. Uh, But that's just, you know, Doritos, man. How to pass the time. I'm pretty sure she thought it was funny, and I'm pretty sure my aunt somewhere has pictures of me laying in the backyard with Cheetos all around me. You know, it's just a vague memory. And then you also do things. You, your cousins dare you to do certain things. And we do wild things. Like if we go to my grandpa Angelo's. He used to live out in the hill country. And he had some land out there and a big old house. And we go run around and flip rocks over. And we were trying to catch 
anything and everything under the rocks. Anything. Scorpions, little snakes, fucking cockroaches, pill bugs. Didn't even matter. And then I remember also as a kid walking around and seeing like empty Bud Light bottles everywhere all over the ground. And I was like, oh, wow. It's like, this is a mystery, like blah, blah, blah. And we go back and we go tell the family. And I realized later it was just my grandpa trying to get away from my grandma and going out into like part of his land and just getting drunk in the middle of the hill country on his land. So he didn't have to do it with my grandma. Didn't fucking click till I was older, but back then he would just be like, oh, it's the neighbor who lives on the other side of the property. Don't go over there. And that was a completely a lie. That was completely a lie. Uh, also, just kind of like when my mom was like, uh, had wild turkey all the time and said she used it for cooking. And then until I was 16, I was I realized I never ate anything with wild turkey in it ever. Because how many meat sauce recipes require wild turkey? Let me tell you, zero. Okay? There's zero fucking recipes that say Punt half a bottle of wild turkey in this shit uh, and let it cook for three days, okay? No, you drink that while you're making the meat sauce, right? It's got to be. Got to be. Now, where are we at? We have 33 minutes. Time is flying by. 2020, where is where is the year went? I'll tell you all, 40 fucking years in the desert. That's what it felt like. It was really cool the first couple of weeks, and then the, they kept extending it and stunning it because my quarantine's over now, and I'm happy, but also my legs feel like Jello. I feel like a brand-new baby giraffe who just popped out of his mom's vajay because my legs are like noodles because I've not been running around. I usually do like 5K a day at work. Uh, not not money wise, I wish, but it's just the water burger at the pearl. And right now, I'm the week before quarantine, I had five kilometers for the entire week. So we're getting back into the swing of things, and I'm gonna be running like crazy. And best believe, I'm gonna get my fucking my my running body back, and whew, it looks more bulimic and disgusting than my normal body looks like right now. Do I got skinny legs with leprosy on both my shins and a beer belly? It's unreal. I don't even know how that works, but it's also kind of what my grandpa looked like when he got old. But his belly was less beer and just more pasta and fucking meat sauce. And it's just what it is. It's just what it is. Let me get let me get, get this fucking cold brewski down. Mm. I swear. It was awesome thing to see. Lone Star was running out in all the all the uh, HEBs and shit. And go to the gas station across the street, there'd be like no Lone Star. But there'd be Bud Light and Miller Light, but that's how you got to love Texans in quarantine. Because <laughs> not only were they going cheaper, they were also going cheaper with the Texas beer. So shout out that. And, you know, Lone Star, well, my Topa Chico back in the day, uh, you know, because I wasn't drinking Lone Star on probation, right? It was the Topa Chicos that were uh, getting me a little saucy, but it is what I it is what it is, dude. I'm just a little fucking Dago sauce monkey, and it's all right because I know my past, and I know that I wanted a teal Jeep, and I wanted a rainbow-colored eye-eye, and then uh, thank God my dad didn't make me wear the lederhosen because I might be fucking gay right now, okay? And, but I also could be a singer right now. Uh, I could be the Clay Aiken of fucking Dago sauce monkeys, but I'm not because thank God for my dad. Uh, there was a lot of weird things, too, because we had a lot of weird pets. We had pet rats, we had pet snakes, we had pet emperor scorpions, we had pet hissing cockroaches, which that one my mom did not approve of, but we did it anyways. Uh, I had tiger salamanders, I had fire belly toads, we had fish tanks, we had a lot of weird things, and then we'd go like fishing or something, and then we'd take that shit home and throw it in like this pond that we built in our backyard, which is probably breaking like every... Um, 
I don't know. I think back then you could do a lot more to your house if you're like in one of those. What the fuck is the word I'm thinking now? Uh, homeowners associations. You could do a lot more because I don't think now you could just buy a house and be like, I'm going to build a pond in the backyard. But we go fishing and like, you know, we try to make anything live. One time we go down this little creek in Leon Valley, which is like a, a little outskirt, not even outskirts, kind of in the center of San Antonio. It makes no sense to me, but. We go out there after the rain and we catch the little tiny crawfish and then we get empty yogurt cups and then we get the aerators from other tanks and we put little aerators in these little fucking yogurt cups and try to make these baby crawfish live. That's just what we did. And then we also had a crawfish boil one time and then my dad decided all the biggest ones, he called them Big Daddy Hoss Mamas. He wanted to get the, because we bought, I think, a hundred pounds of crawfish for like the whole family, but he wanted to get all the big daddy Haas mamas out of them and put them in this extra fish tank we had. So we set up an actual extra fish tank in my brother's room because we shared a room until they built mine on because mine used to be the patio. And that's why I had grass growing in my carpet by the time I was uh, in middle school. So that was awesome. And that was definitely not, you know, code, but it is what it is because they ended up popping out another kid and they needed more room. Right. Uh, so that's what happened with that. I lived I basically lived on a patio uh, with a roof, so that was cool. It was either when it was cold, it was cold, and when it was hot, I just kind of laid there with no blankets, stared at the ceiling, and went, I can't wait till I get old enough to buy a pair of Jordans and fucking have AC. And now I've never bought a pair of Jordans, but I, I, I damn love the AC. And so we, oh yeah, so we had the crawfish tank, and the crawfish were crazy, dude. And they, they were huge. They were huge. They're probably like... Dude, they were, they were pretty big. Like the biggest crawfish you've ever eaten out of boil. We we had those, and they would duke it out, and they would fight. But and even with a filter, though, they are. That's why they call them mud bugs because they smell like shit. And then when they would kill each other, they would eat each other. And then the water got rancid. But it was almost like an experiment for my dad, and we liked watching it, even though it was bad. But it, we ended up having to take that tank down because that whole part of that. The house smelled like part of the bayou if you went to, like, Louisiana. And shout out to Louisiana right now because <clears throat> they're getting hit by COVID hard. But that's what happens when you want to have Mardi Gras. You want to you want to get drunk and see titties so bad, you will not cancel your festival over a global pandemic. Dude, that's, that's the mentality of people in New Orleans. That's their fucking mentality. Global pandemic... Uh, sorry, we want to see titties and get drunk. That's fucking wild, dude. I bet the people who started Girls Gone Wild, they probably live in New Orleans right now. Or they're probably in jail. Because I'm pretty sure half those girls were fucking 17 years old. <laughs> Guarantee it. Or they probably had episodes that were in... See, I wasn't old enough to order those things or see them. So you would just watch the commercials late at night and try to just beat one off to the fucking commercial late at night. Or you'd watch BET Uncut on mute and then fucking yank one to fucking tip drill by Nelly. Or if you were really desperate because we didn't have like the internet, we didn't have like AOL discs weren't coming in yet. And once we got the internet, it wasn't that fast. So you would just watch channel 99 and that was pre Nickelodeon. And you would just look through the fuzzy static. And if you saw one nipple and heard like a moan, you would fucking engrave that in your brain to be like, this isn't my spank bank now until you're 27 years old. And that's just how that generation was. And I also think that's why 
Nickelodeon bought Channel 99 because they knew those kids were going to just go to Channel 99 anyways. But if you had a TV that you can go to previous channel on without a fucking saying you just changed the channel, you were fucking golden. But if you had previous channel on like Cartoon Network and you, the next channel was the blurry Channel 99 and then you hear a fucking no, noise, it could have been a possum in the backyard, but you didn't know what the noise was and you click previous channel, it would it would last on the screen for like five seconds. You know how fucking hard it is to jack one off? Dude, it's a, it was like doing covert ops masturbation is really what it's like, especially when you're in a house that has way too many people. But, hey, you had to work with what you had. It was like MacGyvering it. Uh, and then it just got crazy because, I mean, even before that, some of my friends, they lived next to some land. We go out there and, like, play around. But you would always find, like, Whoever it was, some creepy old person's fucking old dirty magazine, and they'd be like two torn up pieces out of a porno, and then you you and your friends like hide it under a rock, and then go like out in the fucking field, and go and then go look at it until the fucking earthworms ate it up. It was, <laughs> and I never saw any of my friends masturbate to it or anything in, in the day. It was more of just like let me ingrain this in my brain, which you know definitely wasn't healthy, but it was just normal shit. You know, half the time they still have panties on. It's just like we're looking at titties, you know, grown woman titties. Nowadays, it's like, oh, my, you could you could see whatever you want, dude. You know, you got chicks putting fucking garden hoses in their, their vaginas and turn on full blast. You know, they didn't have pornos. At least I did. I didn't know about that back then. We're talking in the 90s right now. So what we were just getting were plain old fucking PNGOD, pink nipple gang or die nipples on some earth earthworm eating you know, old pornos. That's what it was. And I don't know why I started talking about my childhood so much, probably because of the lederhosen thing. But I should have just told my dad in like fourth grade, would have been like, Pops, you should just let me sing uh, oh, you know, Silent Night in the lederhosen because low-key, uh, Colton and I are running out into the field and we're looking at uh, titties right now. So don't worry about that. We're good. But, you know, maybe he thought I was lying and... Fucking, he could have thought I was looking at dicks. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think the gay guys really left porn out there. But I wasn't, you know, we weren't excavating it like it was a fucking fossil site in the middle of Utah looking for a velociraptor claw. Okay? That wasn't that wasn't in our head because playing was in our head first. But the second that entered, it was doomed. It was fucked up. And, you know, that's what, that's what gets your fucking puberty going. And that's how you keep, you keep a population going. That's how you keep it pop. Everything is done over male ego and fucking sex. That's why there's wars and that's why people populate. And then that's why people got a little bit of everything in their blood because everyone pop or took over everyone at one point And then they banged out the fucking hot ones. They killed the men, but they kept the babies and the princesses and all the other chicks and they banged them out. And then, you know, that's how people got everywhere. And that's, and that's history 101 by Dom C. <laughs> fucking 40. 43 minutes. All right. I got two more minutes real quick for y'all. I just want to go over the cities real quick. I haven't even pulled this up because um, Dami hella, hella prepared right now. And first off, I want to say thank you right now through Apple. We got 4,490 different listeners. I want to thank you so much for that. And I want to go to the cities right now. U.S. Metro. This does not include Spotify. Spotify's a son of a bitch. So... Look at this fucking L.A. Still beating you, Dallas, you sons of bitches. I told you what I told. Just straight out the end. No, no problemo to 
punt Dallas's brains on the motherfucking window, guys. Okay. How are you? Okay, so San Antonio, shout out, thank you, number one. Uh, Houston, Texas, shout out, number two. Austin, you blue liberals, thank you, number three. LA, thank you, number four. LA, Dallas, five, six, San Francisco, seven, Sacramento, California, eight, Denver, Colorado, and nine, San Diego, California. Thank you so much, San Diego. And to round it out at 10 Grand Junction, Colorado. Thank you all for being the top 10 cities in the greatest fucking country on God's green earth. Thank you for listening. Make sure you follow at She Tastes Like Texas. Tell your friends. Rate. Uh, please rate, review, be safe, wear a fucking mask so we can get this shit over with and do fun things again like karaoke and bars. And uh, I will I will check in with you uh, next week. And hopefully because, you know, I'm out of quarantine, more shit will happen and I'll have more stories. All right? One love. Peace. Oh, also, I fucking called it Kim Jong-un was going to die. I fucking called it. Go back a couple of weeks and go fucking listen to that episode, you sons of bitches. That's why I'm nor- I'm, I'm Nostradamus for a reason, baby. And uh, next, this is my next prediction. Putin's going to do some crazy shit. Fuck the Russians and fuck the Cold War, dude. And fuck them giving missiles to Cuba and some wild shit. But that happened in 1961. And that was uh, fucking, it, it wasn't Putin. But hey, Putin, and he loves the vodka, but that guy's ripped, okay? That guy's ripped. He's in shape and he doesn't give no fucks. And fuck Kim Jong-un and his sister's a piece.